Hi, beauty lovers. Welcome to the official podcast for your beauty tutor. Our goal is to discuss, enlighten, and share topics that affect and impact the work we do as beauty professionals. My name's Miss Jennings. I've been a licensed cosmetologist and educator for 26 years. My passion is beauty, but my first love is education. I'm excited to host this awesome podcast designed exclusively to address the heart of issues that affect beauty industry professionals and those on a career path that be- that's beauty influenced. Welcome aboard. We're thrilled to have you with us. Remember, sharing is caring. Be a pal and tell a fellow stylist about our podcast. Remember, we're better together. Let's get started. Today, we're taking it back, all the way back to the beginning. Beauty school. Let's chat. I mean, going back 26 years, just to recap, just on myself, what made me decide to take on this industry where even if you research online, it's hard to even say what an average stylist would make, uh, what background they would have had in order to enter into the industry. It's such a vague industry because so many people are drawn to it. But taking it way back 26 years, it, it was a little different. Um, you kind of entered cosmetology school if, in fact, you didn't have high SAT scores or you were undecided or perhaps you just flunked out of school. So you went to kind of trade school instead of a traditional four-year or a two-year university or community college. But so much has changed today in the reasons why people choose to enter into the cosmetology field today. But back when I started, back in the early 90s, it just, it wasn't the same. Um, What caused me to decide to practice cosmetology. I think it was my grandmother when I was five years old, the only thing I wanted to do was comb my hair. And I spent hours while all the kids were outside playing. I would be in the house brushing Nanny's hair, uh, brushing each side of her head a hundred times. She had long hair. And um, I just was thrilled with doing that. Or I would be practicing with dolls or, you know, braiding a doll's hair, just doing little girly things. But from that point, my grandmother said, you're going to be a hairdresser. And it just kind of stuck. But, you know, as I went on in life, I kind of enjoyed doing hair. I didn't know whether or not I thought I would do it for a living, but I really did enjoy, you know, cosmetology, just uh, creating looks on myself or my sister, whomever else would allow me to work on them. But When the time came to choose what beauty school I would go to or what I would do after graduating high school, that was a very gray area for me, just being honest, you know. Uh, I was creative Um, at that time academics were not at the forefront of my mind. I was more on the creative side where, you know, I wanted fashion. I wanted the arts, you know, and there really wasn't an outlet for a non-traditional person like myself. So they just said, okay, you'll go to beauty school. And how we decided on what beauty school I would attend was really the work of God. I was working in New York um, at a newspaper company. Um, and 
I overheard a conversation that two young ladies were having about wanting to do hair and become professionals. And they were saying, oh, you need a license to do hair. I would like to work in a salon. And I was, you know, sitting there just kind of ear hustling in all honesty. And I came across, you know, they were mentioning a couple of schools and they said the best school in the world was Dudley's, but that's in North Carolina. So I won't be able to go there. That's what the two young ladies were kind of discussing. And I was like, North Carolina, Dudley's. I had never heard of a Dudley's before. And in all honesty, I went to school. I'm from New York and I was born and raised in New York, but I, uh, my family relocated to North Carolina. So for the high school, my four years of high school, I actually spent time in Duplin County, North Carolina. And I went to, um, so I was familiar with, um, North Carolina. So when they mentioned the school was in North Carolina, I was actually in New York working, you know, over that summer. And I was still undecided about where I would go for college. So, and could you imagine, you know, at that point it would have been just a community college because I wasn't really on a path for a four year in all honesty. And my parents really just didn't know what to do with me. So, you know, every summer, fortunately for me, my parents would allow me to come to New York, stay with my grandmother. And I would always get a little job during high school over the summer, which was great because I was able to buy my own little school clothes or whatever. But that particular year, I really had no idea as to what I was going to do. Um, until I went to work and I overheard a conversation about going to a school called Dudley's to practice cosmetology. Well, long story short, I went home that day and I had, uh, spoke to my mom and my mom was actually in New York having her hair done that same day by a hairdresser that guess what had just graduated from Dudley's uh, in like a graduate's program. And she said, you know, she had mentioned to my mom that her prices had gone up because she just finished an advanced uh, course at Dudley's Cosmetology University in a town called Kernersville, North Carolina. And so when I got home, ironically that day, I said, mommy, mommy, I know what I'm going to do. There's a beauty school in North Carolina called Dudley's. And when she looked at me, she, we knew that that just was an act of God because she just had come back from getting her hair done from Danielle, her hairdresser that had just left Dudley's advanced program and had just spoken so highly about the school. And when I got home from working at the newspaper company that night, that evening, I said, mommy, I know what I want to do. I want to go to Dudley's and do hair. And then the way we looked at each other, we knew it was God because she said, I just left Danielle. And she said that she just completed a, a course at Dudley's, uh, this school called Dudley's in North Carolina. My mom being a go-getter, whippersnapper, we didn't have internet back then. We didn't have all these things where you could Google something. So she just went, I don't know whether she picked up a phone book. I don't know how she found it, but I mean, within minutes, my mom had my life organized. She knew where the school was. She knew where I was going to go. She had it all planned out. Now this school actually was almost like 400 miles away from where we lived. So it was going to be a, a, a trek. You know, I would have to kind of move to a new city in North Carolina. I would have to set up an apartment and housing and all these things for myself. But I, for the first time in my life, 
uh, you know, I had a plan and it was on a, it was a beauty track. So that was what this made me, uh, what was the deciding factor for me to, you know, go into the industry of cosmetic art and science. So we did, uh, my mom and dad, we all took a tour of the school, Dudley's Cosmetology University. We call it DCU in Kernersville, North Carolina. And surely when I got there, I knew that that was the place for me. Now the, the school was, amazing. It was a predominantly African-American school, which I, you know, I didn't see anything wrong with it or right with it. I really didn't even notice it so much. I just noticed that there was a lot of talented students that were there and the educators that were there were like superstars. They were like superstars in the beauty industry. And it was intimidating because they had you walk through the halls and through the classrooms and visit some of the work that the students were doing. And on the salon floor area. It was just a very, uh, fabulous place where I just couldn't believe that students were doing work like uh, on this caliber. And I knew that I knew how to do some things like I had done relaxers and curls and, you know, we didn't have flat irons. Then we were kind of doing press using the hot comb and, you know, I knew how to do certain things like that on friends and family or whatever. But the work that these young people were doing in classrooms, it was just very intimidating. So even though I was excited, excited about going, it was quite frightening because remember, we didn't, uh, we didn't survey or look at other beauty schools. We just went to Dudley's. I didn't have a point of reference for any other beauty school. I mean, I had heard of Wilfred Academy in New York, but we didn't go there. I had overheard a conversation and we just went right to that. And from that day, my father and my mom, they went into the admissions office. They enrolled me. They brought all the documentation that I needed back then. I think it was high school diploma. I think you might've had to be 17 or 18 years old, whatever. And you know, pay your tuition. That school was actually a cash pay. They didn't have financial aid. So the rules were really strict. And Mr. Dudley, God bless him. He's like a father to me. He totally did not play. He did not play with us. You had to come to school. You had to be there on time and your behavior had to be stellar. His, his words were, what took me a lifetime to build, you will not take 10 seconds to break it down. So saying that is just to say the students were serious that he would personally buy you a bus ticket back home if your behavior was lackluster. And I mean, and that just, had us to all, you would rate it, 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 it had us come up. You had to raise the bar on your own self government. You know, um, there were things that just weren't acceptable. You were going to be in dress code. You were going to clock in and out on time. Your lunches were going to be on time and you were going to learn. So this was truly a cosmetology university. And, um, that's what started me off. And it, and you know, it started, I, I, I embraced it. I got in there. Orientation was, uh, a full day long. Um, we got myself set up and my parents got me set up with, the, um, with an apartment, not far from the school. Uh, the school set me up with a roommate or young lady that was from Durham, North Carolina. And we just started our journey there together. I had a little car, whatever, Chrysler LeBaron. And I just, you know, would drive every day to school and I began my journey in cosmetology. And just from that alone, it started me on this journey of discovery. Again, the educators there were phenomenal. 
Okay, I remember Derek Rutledge was never educated there. Barry Fletcher was an educator there. Uh, Benita Chapman. Uh, I mean, and the list goes on and on and on. So again, walking into this place, this edifice of higher learning, it was just unbelievable for a beginner, someone that, you know, is a novice. You come from high school, you're 18 years old. Only thing you know is that you like to do hair, but you don't even know what the business of beauty is about. And you don't really even know what you're getting yourself into. So just today, I just wanted to kind of give you a little history, going back to the basics on what is cosmetology? How do you make a decision to even enter into this industry? Today, we have so many other options. We have so many other areas. You all have YouTube, you have Instagram, you have Facebook, you have all kinds of outlets that allow you to express who you are. Whereas when I started, we had hair magazines and that was it. You know, whenever you would go to a salon, you would sit down and look through a magazine and then you would say, oh, this looks nice or whatever. And that's the only point of reference you had, you know, about being fashionable as it were relate as it relates to beauty. But, you know, now you have so many other resources that are available to you and to us, you know, as beauty uh, future professionals and beauty professionals. But just selecting the beauty school. For me, selecting the beauty school was just, you know, it was a no brainer. We went, my mom found the place and that's where I was going to go. And it was a place that nurtured me. It really got me on a path to where I am now. It taught, and, and their motto is we're going to keep cosmetology alive. And surely it, they just embedded it into my spirit, Mr. Dudley and uh, Mrs. Dudley. Um, it was just embedded into my spirit about, you know, what cosmetology is and what professionalism is. And it's inevitable that I became a beauty educator because their foundation Everything they did was solely uh, vested in education. I mean, we, it, I just cannot even describe the nurturing that I received from uh, that school and uh, how it did set me up for a future that I would be living uh, in right now. Like I like to say to my students, I've never worked anywhere else other than me before I started uh, cosmetology. You know, I was working at Newsday and in their circulation department as a young person. But cosmetology, ever since I got my license, cosmetology has been my primary source of income and that has taken care of me and has provided for me. And has offered me the lifestyle that I desire to live. And I'm still endeavoring to do more and more and more with it as I learn, you know, what else I could make of it, you know, and learning is a daily thing. You do that every single day. So just finding the right beauty school. And that's what I just wanted to kind of touch on is what makes you select the right beauty school. For me, like I said, it was a no brainer, but some of the things that you might uh, be considering working in a beauty school. I've been with, again, I've been teaching for so many years. Sometimes I hate to admit it, you know, but it's a blessing to get older, but yes, for over 20, uh, 20 some, some odd years or so, just seeing new students join, you know, coming in, even walking through visiting the campuses that I've worked on. Um, 
what makes you make the decision to, to join? Some of the things I'd like to say that you want to look out for, ask to look at the curriculum, ask to see the modules, actually learn what it is, see for yourself, what it is that the school is offering. What do their modules look like? Because that's how we teach in modules. What do they look like? What's in there? Because what I'm finding is a lot of students are joining beauty school and they're saying, oh, we thought we were going to get makeup. And then it comes to find out that there's really little, there is makeup, but there's, it's so small. Um, our modules for makeup are maybe five hours long. Okay. Uh, let's say eight hours long at best. So that means that when you come to the makeup module, no, or the skincare module, cause that's where they kind of work it in is in the skincare module. You just know that you might get one day of makeup. Okay. You're not going to get three months of makeup or a month of makeup, you know, and if a school is offering something like that, they're being very generous with their curriculum because you have to check your state. And that that's the first thing that that's the honestly, ladies and gentlemen, the thing that you need to do is check the state or every state every state government that governs cosmetology, you can go and click on it. I don't care where you live in the United States. You could go and click on your state, uh, whatever state.gov and go onto cosmetology and you'll be able to find the state's, uh, curriculum and how many hours are allotted to each topic, like properties of the skin and scalp, hair, anatomy, physiology, um, uh, uh, hair color, hair cutting, they all have time allotments. And if you look up there, you'll look under makeup and you'll see that it's very small. So that means if you are joining a cosmetology school, but in your heart, you are really a makeup person. You might want to rethink joining a school for cosmetology, not unless you, uh, would like to learn how to do more. But the lead thing that you're going to learn is hair and how to handle things that are associated with the hair on your head, not the hair on your face. Well, we do go into hair removal. We go into, you know, different things like that. However, the focus, the focus is going to be on hair care, hair styling, and most of all, passing the state board examination for cosmetology. So in a lot of states, you're not even doing a makeup application or anything like, or even a facial, those questions will be on your written exam. So just choosing the right school or choosing a, a school for cosmetology versus a makeup program. Sometimes what you might need is a makeup program. The thing, the, the caveat I believe is, is that you know that what we're licensed to do is licensed to touch. See, that's the reason why a lot of people are starting to go to cosmetology school because companies like Mac and different uh, places like um, Ulta are requiring that their makeup artists be licensed because what the state is trying to get across is that they don't want you touching anyone else without a licensing body because you have not been taught 
proper sanitation and uh, sterilization regulations. So if you have not been taught and have been tested and have been licensed to say that you, your license just proves that you have been taught certain things. And the license says that by the state of whatever you live in, we confirm that this person has a body of knowledge that they know better. It's like an insurance policy. That's all a license is, is an insurance policy from the governing body that you live in and the school that taught you to say that this person has, has a, a knowledge and, and, and ought to know better in certain areas. So the licensing process is there just really for that because they don't want you to spread communicable diseases. So that's the reason why a lot of makeup lovers are running to cosmetology schools because the license allows you to touch another person. Okay. In certain areas. Uh, whereas if you just go to a makeup program, a makeup school like mud or NYIB or any of these makeup programs that are out here, the only thing you'll get, you'll get excellent knowledge. You'll get a full, you know, uh, uh, course load of education. However, you, you'll leave with a certificate and certifications and, and all, but you won't leave with a license. So therefore it, it's not like it's a step down. However, it doesn't allow you to go as far as a cosmetology license would allow you to go because you really are not licensed to touch. You really are not. So you'll have the knowledge of a makeup artist. You'll have the practical skill. However, your, your, your ability to work on people is really limited if we're being technical here. Cause I know there's a lot of makeup artists that, you know, are self-taught that are just, you know, you're going for it. You're able to do makeup, whatever. However, you have to watch legislation and the state and government and what's going on. They want people to have a license because it helps to stop communicable disease. That's really what they want. Some they're looking to deregulate. That's another topic. We'll go into that about deregulation in the, um, in the beauty industry. However, just going back to just staying on topic about why and how we choose the schools we choose and why we choose my classrooms. I'm finding since the millennium, I'll be honest with you a lot in this makeup movement. I'll say about 50 to 60% of the students that are in my classroom are makeup lovers. Okay. Makeup was the ticket. It was the draw that brought them to the school. And another setback with makeup programs, they don't have financial aid. So if you don't have financial aid, it's hard to come up with three, four, five, ten thousand $10,000 to complete a makeup program and be cash pay. Dudley's was cash pay. So we had to, you know, I don't know how my parents paid for it, but you know, they were professionals. They're medical professionals. I'll just be honest with you. So I'm, they, they went on and paid the tuition. If I had to pay it, I I wouldn't have been able to go there. And the, the majority of my, you know, fellow peers and uh, the students that were there, their parents were either professionals or actually salon owners, chain salon owners that, so I'll be truly honest with you. It was a cash pay program. And fortunately enough for me, my parents were able to invest in that kind of cash investment. But most uh, makeup programs. And for the majority of the people, that's what we have financial aid for and student loans for is because the majority of us, we cannot come up with that kind of money cash in hand. So the issue is if I'm a makeup lover, where do I go? 
or how do I pay for this? You know, and that's the caveat. And that's the reason why I'm seeing more and more and more and more beauty, makeup beauty students that are joining than hair lovers. And it becomes kind of a, a, a round hole, square peg issue because I'm going with, you know, as, as beauty educators, you know, those of us who do teach, it's becoming a harder thing to, to address because these students don't really love hair. They want to do makeup and they're, they'll go along with the program and they'll comply, but they're itching to get to the makeup. Okay. And some schools are promising this big elaborate makeup kit. Now it's just so much around. It's been so much drama around the makeup course in cosmetology that I can't tell you the bickering that it comes because it's like the students for a little while, they'll be quiet, but they'll mention it. But as their hours start to matriculate and they're getting closer to a thousand, 1500, 1200, whatever your state, you know, licensing is, it's just they're like, when are we going to start the makeup program? And that's the disconnect. I think it's with, um, admissions, admissions reps, you know, they are trying to sell the program. So as they try to be, to disclose the full totality of the program, I don't think they do quite, you know, a great job at, on that part. Um, because, if the majority of the students that are hitting your class are, are concerned that they were supposed to receive a makeup program, if they're all saying it, then something is being misspoken in that, uh, admissions office. Sorry, admissions reps. I love you. Without you, I would have no job, but in all honesty, let's be real. You got to tell these people exactly what they're going to get. So that's why I said, if you're looking to join or, uh, yeah, to, 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 to start beauty school and you are a makeup lover or you, or you, or you, you are a nail lover or a barber lover, whatever it is that you are into. My recommendation is to you is to go to the state. If you're in New York is newyorkstate.gov. I think it's forward slash or whatever, uh, cause or whatever, but newyorkstate.gov cosmetology. Once you hit that in Google, uh, Google search, it'll all pop up for you. Go in there and look and see exactly, you know, what the time allotment is for each subject. And when I say subject underneath cosmetology, we break it down into subjects from sanitation, sterilization, state laws, uh, to, uh, hair cutting, hair coloring, hair anatomy, uh, just a uh, salon business, all types of things. It's a lot at the state has a minimum requirement. And then when you go to register to the school, what I recommend that you do is you ask, you ask the, uh, the, the representative that's showing you around, you ask them to see, can I look at, you know, uh, a course breakdown? Can I look at one of, can I take a peek at a syllabus so that I could kind of see what it is that you offer and how you roll your classes out? Just so that you are aware and you're making a conscious decision. Cause I've had some students unfortunately drop out and they say, you know, this just was not for me. I wanted makeup and I didn't know that I would be sitting through, uh, 800 hours of hair and we haven't really even touched makeup. And then the makeup segments are not in depth. And this is the reason why this is the reason why, because 
cosmetologists and cosmetology teachers in the cosmetology program is generally focused around hair. So your average beauty school teacher is not necessarily a makeup artist. And whatever you are organically is going to come out in your lesson professionals. Now, come on teachers. I'm not, I'm not putting us down. I'm not showing, you know, uh, uh, taking off, uh, the veil, but guess what? Let's be honest. We are not makeup artists. The majority of us, we have not built a business in makeup. If you have, then I'm not speaking to you, but I'm just speaking for myself. As a, as a cosmetologist for how many years, makeup artistry was not my focus. It was not my um, expertise. I'm never going to say I'm a makeup artist. Am I, do I have a knowledge of application? Do I have a knowledge of skincare and uh, in-depth knowledge of skincare? You know, histology and uh, anatomy of the skin and scalp. I have an in-depth knowledge. I can teach you under the carpet on those areas. However, the artistry of makeup application is a totally different thing. So that, let me be straight with that because I don't want y'all coming for me. It's just, you know, being real about what we are as educators and what was offered to us educators in school. If you think about it, because before you became a, a beauty school teacher, you had to be a student first. And if you think back into your program, how much makeup was given to us? Okay. Not much. Even at Dudley's, that was actually a special program. They had, um, I forget the name. I think, was it who was teaching? I don't even remember who was teaching makeup back then, but that was a special course. And I remember my mom asking me, she said, you know, do you want to take that course? And I said, no, mommy, I'm not really interested in like doing makeup. And the reason why was because there wasn't really jobs other than a makeup counter at like Macy's or somewhere in the mall for a makeup artist. And we didn't even know that it was called makeup artist. You know, it was just, you do makeup, but it wasn't really like a specific job. When you thought of a makeup artist back then, how many years ago, uh, you thought about Mary Kay or an Avon lady, you know? So it wasn't like it is today where makeup artists are like running the show. So it wasn't like that back then. So makeup was like a little side thing that you could learn if you wanted to, but hair was the lead. You see how things kind of changed? The tables have changed. Hair was the big lead back then where, you know, you're a hairdresser, you're a lead, but makeup artist was like kind of taboo, you know, cause it just was. But now the makeup artist rules the roost. And, and that's just the truth. And the hair, please, we have so many wigs and weaves and pieces that you could kind of pop something on aesthetically yourself and really have a great look. But your contour and highlight needs to be done by a professional. Otherwise, you look crazy. So you see how times have changed and the industry has shifted. So just, you know, kind of going back there and just speaking to everyone across the board, you know, especially the educators, those of us who are teaching now. So it, those of us who are in the classroom teaching now, that was the disconnect and the issue. We weren't really offered makeup as, you know, a, a course of study in general cosmetology. It wasn't an emphasis where it is now. So I think we need to kind of 
talk to our state department and maybe, you know, work with them professionals and beauty school owners and uh, officials and administrators. Maybe we tweak our program, you know, maybe we tweak it and maybe we, uh, add more hours into the makeup program so that these young people that want to sign up for school have an opportunity to learn more about the applications of makeup and, you know, go more in depth into brushes and highlight contour, eye beats, face beat, this, you know, all kinds of things that they want to do. You know, um, we don't even teach microblading and any of those things inside of the course. So I'll be honest with you, the cosmetology modules and curriculum really needs a a refresh and a revamp. So if you are looking to enter into the industry, there are just certain things about it that you would have to look out for because we really, you know, um, I don't want you to come into it thinking that, oh, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn that. And in actuality, we kind of just skim the surface of it. And if you do want to learn that you would have to go to a place like a mud, um, to kind of focus more on makeup. But the good thing about it is you'll leave with your license. So you'll have like a one up on the average makeup artist that is not licensed. So that's a good thing. So credentialing could never steer you wrong. You can never go wrong by adding to your education. But I know it's frustrating if you're looking to learn one thing and then you're not really getting to what drew you to the school in the first place. So you know, guys, I just wanted to come on and share with you about the journey of beauty school. There's so many other things we could talk about, you know, as far as on the beauty school level, as, as it relates to us professionals and to uh, students as well. You know, this is a sharing podcast and platform. Your Beauty Tutor is a sharing platform where you can find your beauty professional. And that's what I love. And not even to plug your Beauty Tutor app and everything, but I'm just going to shine light on it a little bit. As I'm saying, like if you are a student and you did join a school because you do need a license, but your love is makeup, you could go right on the Your Beauty Tutor app and find a makeup professional and take one-on-one classes with a beauty tutor that can help hone your skills while you're getting your license so that you can be licensed to touch and have your credential and everything. So Great apps like Your Beauty Tutor is wonderful out there to be a supplement to your beauty education because the educators are there. They're all licensed on there. You know, the app does not play. You have to be a licensed professional in order to even be qualified to work on there. And, you know, uh, you go up there and you find the tutor that uh, might live. If you want someone to come to your home and teach you live classes, you could go on the app and find someone that's local to you that is teaching whatever area of interest you like, whether you want to learn how to do eyes, whether you want to learn how to do barbering, whatever it is, whatever it is, you go on the app and you find your subject and, you know, go ahead. And even professionals, if there's an area like me, like makeup, I've taken makeup classes. Cause like I shared, that just wasn't a, a, a emphasis, a focus for me when I was learning. So, but now you know, even I've enjoyed uh, taking certain classes from educators that have enlightened me uh, into areas that were gray because those are things that I have to kind of go into class and, and, and teach to the best of my ability. So it just behooves me to grow and to learn. So I just wanted to share that, you know, just let you know that that platform is there. You can download that app, you know, it's free, get on there, just kind of go around and see what it is that, you know, might be appealing to you and take some pictures 
pictures and let us know and send us some, you know, emails and, and, and hit us up on Facebook and Instagram and like, and share and all that stuff. Sharing is caring. And uh, I'll be on from time to time sharing with, um, some colleagues of mine in the industry, some, uh, beauty gurus. We're going to just be talking and sharing about this industry and all the things that are affecting our industry and how we can keep our industry for professionals and keep our industry protected, you know, so that we as beauty professionals, those of us who earn 90% of our income, if not a hundred percent of our income from beauty, whether it's through beauty education, whether it's through beauty sales, whether it's through beauty transactions, whether it's through hairdressing, no matter what it is that you do in this industry, your beauty tutor, this platform, this podcast is designed to address the issues, the needs, and the desires that we want so that we can make positive changes as we move forward because we are better together. So that's all. I'm going to sign off for right now, guys. Remember, I'm going to come back on and I'm going to share so many more things and ideas as it relates to beauty schools, beauty educators, beauty professionals, school administrators, what the government has to do to step in to help us regulate this industry and just so many other things. We'll chat about them. Uh, and you know, hit me up. I'm Miss Jennings and we're going to keep cosmetology alive and I'll see you all soon. Take care. Bye-bye.